guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. Okay, I'm going to remind you today of a wonderful time period that you and I remember so well. It is called the War in Heaven right? We were all there, had a great time with it, and we remember nothing about it. But I'm grateful for the scriptures and words of modern day prophets and apostles and leaders that help us understand these things well. We're going to spend two days here, starting in Revelation chapter 12. Chapter heading says, John sees the imminent apostasy of the church. He also sees the war in heaven in the beginning when Satan was cast out. Now, this is an interesting statement here. He sees the continuation of that war on earth. Now, if you go to the Bible dictionary and you look up war in heaven, one of the things it says here, is that the warfare is continued in mortality in the conflict between right and wrong, between the gospel and false principles, etc. The same contestants and the same issues are doing battle and the same salvation is at stake. So you've got this idea of how salvation is going to be gained, who is going to be the redeemer, what role does agency play in all of this. Now you see all of this unfold as we get into Revelation chapter 12. Now to set this up, I want to share with you a couple brief little messages. One of them is from Sister Wendy Nelson that was given to the youth of the church. And then right after that, I'm going to share with you one from Elder Ahmed Corbett, who also spoke to you and I about this idea of what it was mostly like in the war in heaven and what we should do with that information now that we are here on earth. So go ahead and watch this. How I wish you could watch a 10-minute video of your pre-mortal life on YouTube. The prophet Joseph Smith taught that if you could gaze into heaven for five minutes, you would know more on a topic than if you studied it all of your life. So just imagine if you could gaze for 10 minutes at your pre-mortal life. Of course we realize that the Lord has wisely drawn a veil over those memories, but just for a moment, imagine the effect on your life right now if you were permitted to watch 10 minutes of your premortal life. 41 years ago, two missionaries from our church felt led to a house in New Jersey in the United States. In time, miraculously, both parents and all 10 children were baptized. In the prophet's words, they let God prevail in their lives. I should say our lives. I was the third child. I was 17 years old when I decided to make a permanent covenant to follow Jesus Christ. But guess what else I decided? I would not serve a full-time mission. That was too much. And this could not be expected of me, right? I was a brand new church member. I had no money. Besides, although I had just graduated from the toughest high school in nearby West Philadelphia and faced down some dangerous challenges, I was secretly terrified of leaving home for two whole years. But I had just learned that I and all of humanity had lived with our Heavenly Father as His spirit sons and daughters before our birth. Others needed to know, as I knew, that He longed for all His children to enjoy eternal life with Him. So before anyone was on earth, He presented all with His perfect plan of salvation and happiness with Jesus Christ as our Savior. Tragically, Satan opposed God's plan. According to the book of Revelation, there was war in heaven. 
Satan cunningly deceived a third part of Heavenly Father's spirit children into letting him prevail instead of God, but not you. The Apostle John saw that you overcame Satan, quote, by the word of your testimony, close quote. Knowing my true identity, helped by my patriarchal blessing, gave me the courage and faith to accept President Spencer W. Kimball's invitation to gather Israel. It will be the same for you, dear friends. Knowing you overcame Satan by the word of your testimony before will help you love, share, and invite now and always. To invite others to come and see, come and help, and come and belong as that same war for the souls of God's children rages on. What about the enormous power within you? Think of this. You shouted for joy to come to a fallen world where all would face physical and spiritual death. We would never be able to overcome either on our own. We would not only suffer from our own sins, but other sins too. Humanity would experience virtually every imaginable type of brokenness and disappointment, all with a veil of forgetfulness over our minds and the world's worst enemy continuing to target and tempt us. All hope for returning resurrected and clean to God's holy presence rested entirely upon one being keeping his promise. What empowered you to go forward? President Henry B. Eyring taught, quote, It took faith in Jesus Christ to sustain the plan of happiness and Jesus Christ's place in it when you knew so little of the challenges that you would face in mortality. Close quote. When Jesus Christ promised he would come into mortality and give his life to gather and save us, you did not simply believe him. You noble spirits had such exceedingly great faith that you saw his promise as sure. He could not lie, so you saw him as if he had already shed his blood for you long before he was born. In John's symbolic words, you, quote, overcame Satan by the blood of the Lamb. President Dallin H. Oaks taught that in that world, quote, you saw the end from the beginning, close quote. Suppose one day before you leave for school, one of your parents makes a true promise that you can have your favorite food when you return home. You are excited. While in school, you imagine eating that food and you can already taste it. Naturally, you share your good news with others. Looking forward to going home makes you so happy that the tests and challenges of school seem light. Nothing can take away your joy or make you doubt because of how sure the promise is. Similarly, before you noble spirits were born, you learned to see Christ's promises in this sure way, and you tasted of his salvation. Your great faith is like muscles that get stronger and bigger the more you exercise them, but they are already inside you. 
Well, to finish up here, President Oak said this. Alan H. Oak said, In the council in heaven, all the spirit children of God were introduced to the Father's plan, including its mortal consequences and trials, its heavenly helps, and its glorious destiny. That's what I love about what Sister Nelson and Elder Corbett talked about. We saw the end from the beginning. Such a cool statement. All of the myriads of mortals who have been born on this earth chose the Father's plan and fought for it in the heavenly contest that followed. So as we get into tomorrow, we're going to talk a little bit more specifically about what is said in Revelation chapter 12 with regards to that and what it still looks like today for you and I. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.